Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now, here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. It's a divisional round version of Fantasy Football Weekly. My co-host today, Brian Johnson. What's up, Charge? The the best weekend in football, they say. That's what they say, and I think there's, I usually I think there's say a lot it. of truth to that, right? Yeah, these the, games. Wild, the wild card games can be really bad. Look at Dallas, Tampa. You know, you've got really all good teams left now for the most part, although I'm expecting some lopsided games. Yeah, we'll get into them, obviously. But I feel like the obvious underdogs have the better chance. Those being the, the Jaguars and the Giants. Better chance of? Of an upset. Hmm. We'll get, we'll get into each I game. I don't. And, I really? don't. Well, yeah, we'll talk it through. We're going to break down all the games. That's uh, that's what we're here to do and offer both some fantasy advice. And then because of the just the, the crossover of uh, fantasy and DFS, mostly DFS, because this week, what are you going to do? Draft a new team? DFS makes sense. Um, and some prop betting advice because... What else? Yeah, I mean, we're they, breaking they, down these games. I mean, again, you're not drafting right now. You've already no. got your playoff rosters, so I think this makes the most sense. I am doing some best ball drafting still. Did some in the, the divisional round, and then you kind of see where it was. It was tough to get a good amount of Eagles or Chiefs through. If you, when you're drafting them, they're on a buy, so you're not yeah, getting. So right. there were some high scoring, high scoring players and some big time duds. I bet Justin Jefferson, probably the biggest yeah, of them all. That, that was hurt. brutal, but that uh, hurt. but yeah, like you said, it's really it's daily and it's prop bets and uh, dwindling down sadly. But before you know it, we'll be drafting for twenty twenty three. I know we'll be doing that on the show before long. Yep. We'll be we'll be talking about that. Um, and I'm already starting. I'm starting to prep up on the NFL draft, and so we're, you know, off season is it's already starting. But let's focus on these four games this weekend, beginning with Jacksonville at Kansas City. You just tipped your hand a little bit. You think Jacksonville can hang in this one? I, I think it's going to be uh, closer than than some expect. I don't like how Trevor Lawrence was saying how uh, paraphrasing that Arrowhead is just as loud as uh, 
any other stadium, including Jacksonville. So they're really going to be giving it to them even, <laughs> even more so the, than normal there. But uh, these teams did play in week 10. The Chiefs won 27-17. I'm expecting a little more points in this one, mm-hmm. hopefully, from a fantasy perspective. Now, I'm not going to break down every player, but I got a few prop pl- uh, prop uh, props I like, and then it kind of spills over into DFS. I want to start with Travis Etienne. Right now, is over-under at receiving yards is set at 19 and a half. That's low. I'm smashing that over yeah. right now. KC allowed the second most receiving yards to running backs mm-hmm. in the regular season, 46 per game. Since week 14, here are the backup running backs who would have hit that 19 and a half <laughs> receiving yard over. Marlon Mack, 62 yards. Mike Boone, 27 receiving yards. DJ Dallas, 32 receiving yards. Chase wow. Edmonds, 39. Uh, ETN, Obviously a great receiving back. He had 28 receiving yards in that Week 10 matchup. Uh, I expect more in this one. Uh, but from a DFS perspective, I'm fading uh, Travis Etienne. Uh, projected to be the third highest rostered running back, so he's going to be somewhat mm-hmm. chalky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the third highest priced running back. And uh, even though I like the 19 and a half receiving yards over, just from a DFS perspective, I'm off, I'm off Etienne. The Chiefs have surrendered just 10 total touchdowns to running backs. They've yielded the fourth fewest rushing attempts to the position. So I'm not envisioning a, a balanced bell cow attack from, from ETN here, but mm-hmm. I do like that over on the 19 and a half receiving yards. And uh, another over on receiving yards I like is Evan Engram right now set at 48 and a half receiving yards. I'll take that over all day. Kansas city has allowed 60 yards per game to tight ends over their last five games. As most know, Engram has been on fire over the last two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you exclude the, the week 17 game against Houston where Jacksonville they started their starters, but they didn't really yeah, right. give them a full run in that game. Uh, Engram has averaged nine targets, seven catches, and 82 yards per game over his last six games. So give me that over on 48 and a half receiving yards all day, every day. And lastly, for the Jags, Jaguars side, uh, I like Trevor Lawrence over 265 and a half to- total yards. That's passing and rushing, of course. In week 10, he had 259 passing. And 26 rushing, that's 285 total yards. If you can't do that in your head, I needed to use a calculator to do that, so don't, <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. Uh, the Chiefs own the fourth highest opponent passing play percentage, which bodes well for Lawrence. Uh, Casey has allowed just 245 passing yards per game, which isn't great when it comes to this, uh, this total. But that average has been sapped big time by some bad opposing passers yep. like Malik Willis. Yep. Russell Wilson yard. twice in Russell the last Wilson few twice. weeks. Yep. Bryce Perkins. Yep. They played. Davis Mills. Davis Mills in the Jeff Driscoll combo. Jarrett yep. Stidham, yep. who had a, a good game, not against the Chiefs the, the week before, but he's still a backup quarterback. So we expect Kansas City to put up points. So I think I think Lawrence hits this over. Can I give you another Eve. Lawrence angle? Sure. KC is bottom five in quarterback rushing attempts, quarterback oh. rushing yards, quarterback rushing touchdowns. The tra- the Trevor Lawrence anytime touchdown is plus 700. I'll take that all day. Doesn't that seem like a good bet? But of course, that just means rushing. That doesn't count for yeah, passing. But, yeah, but, but yes. those odds, yeah. I like those odds too. Yeah, nearly, nearly six uh, rushing attempts per game. Uh, allowed to quarterbacks, like you said, they're allowing five yards per carry to the position. So, yeah, I like Lawrence. Is there a DFS guy that you like on Jacksonville? Uh, it's you got to like anger. I feel anger will be a little chalky. I think uh, Christian Kirk is. Yeah, I like Kirk. The cor- the slot cornerback now is is uh, McDuffie, Trent McDuffie, first round pick. But they just moved him into the slot three games ago. Brian, he's been thrown at fifteen times from the slot. 
his whole NFL career 15 times. Here comes Christian Kirk, the you know the most polished of the Jacksonville receivers. You like the over on yards. They're going somewhere. And he had two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns in the first game, first game yeah. as well. So, yeah, you got to like Kirk. I think most people are going to gravitate towards this game, whether it's the Jaguars or the Chiefs from a DFS perspective because it's the highest over-under. But, yeah, Kirk, uh, probably the safest play with the highest ceiling for Jacksonville. Over to the Kansas City side. Starting with Jarek McKinnon, I like his over of 34 and a half receiving yards. Jacksonville has allowed the third most receptions to running backs this season, six per game, and the fourth most receiving yards, 44 yards per game. McKinnon had six catches for 56 yards in week 10. And over his last four games, and I'm going to exclude the blowout win at Las Vegas in week 18, because again, that wasn't really yeah. a full on effort for Kansas City. Uh, McKinnon's averaged 66 receiving yards over his last four. So the 34 and a half receiving yard seems pretty low to me. I'll smash that over and I'm going to smash the over on a tight end prop for Kansas city. And no, it's not Travis Kelsey. Oh, you're going to the depth chart. I'm going Noah gray. Wow. Over wow. 15 and a half receiving yards. Okay. Now bear Why? with me here. The Jaguars have allowed the third most receiving yards to tight ends in the regular season. That's 64 per game. And that doesn't include the wild card game where Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, and Trey McKitty combined for 148 yards <laughs> last week against Jacksonville. And yes, Travis Kelsey is obviously the starter. Yeah, but his line's sitting at, I'm imagining, like 85 yards. Yeah, Kelsey's at 80, 85, which he obviously can hit. But I liked his 15 and a half for Noah Gray. And uh, here's further reason why. Um, he had two catches for 20 yards when these teams met in week 10. So hit okay. the over there. Touchdown, by the way. We'll get to the, the touchdown in a second, why that matters. Uh, but since then, here are some tight end duos that would have smashed this 15 and a half yard receiving yard over against the Jaguars since week 10. Josh Oliver had 76 yards and Mark Andrews had 50 in the same game. Okay. Chico Conquo had 45 and Austin Hooper had 68 in the same game. Mm. Tyler Conklin had 34 and CJ Uzoma had 30 in the same game. Jordan Akins, 38, CJ, OJ, I'm sorry, OJ Howard, 26, and Brevin Jordan had 20 all in the same game. That's a trio for you. Then Chick Okonkwo and Austin Hooper did it again. Okonkwo had 42. Yeah, that's right. And Hooper Remember had 38. That a few weeks ago, yeah. And, uh, you know, Gray, he, he sees about three to four targets per game at best, he's, but he's on the field for 60% of the snaps. He really just needs one catch. Yeah, he basically does need one and, catch, yeah. And I'll take that. And he, he had two for the 20 uh, and the touchdown in the first meeting, like I said. So uh, here comes I, Jody Fortson. Is he coming back? I don't know. Probably not. Probably. Not. I don't think I he is. Right. It, it Gray's, Gray's the number two guy. And a, a guy like as a, a punt play in DFS, he's bare minimum. Everyone's going to be on Travis Kelsey. So it's either, you know, you fade Kelsey, go right. Gray, or you can, like you can use both of them and, and pair him with Mahomes. But I think Gray has a bare minimum uh, price and he's going to, he's a great pivot play, not a pivot play. Pivot plays are the same price, but a great, you know, contrarian angle to, uh, Kelsey, who will be massively rostered across okay. the board. There we go. That's All right. It. Let's go to uh, the Giants taking on Philadelphia, your f- former favorite team, the New York Giants. All my all my favorite formers and current. I got the Bengals in the playoffs. Yeah, right you got the, the Jaguars in. Yeah. I, I was rooting for the Vikings, though. I'll, I'll put it. I, I, I want the Vikings fans to be happy. We deserve, we deserve good things. It never happens. But uh, uh, maybe next year. Okay. I'm going to start with, and you'll love this angle right off the bat, Dallas Goddard. You were you uh, correctly in the preseason called a big season for Dallas Goddard. Now the injury in the middle hurt. Yeah, and then at the end of the year, 
He just got iced out by Gardner Minshew, and uh, for reasons I don't understand why Gardner Minshew deprioritize him. So we're going to talk a little bit about how Dallas Goddard does with Jalen Hurts. And by the way, the over here is 48 and a half yards. And I would also consider this the plus 210 anytime touchdown on Dallas Goddard. That would give you a combo parlay, same game parlay of plus 375. Okay. In Goddard's games with Hurts, he averages five catches for 60 yards. I only need him to get to 48. So that gives me 11 cushion yards right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he topped today's line, 48 and a half, in two thirds of the Hurts starts this year. So I think there's some history that we like that. The Giants, bottom 10 defense against tight ends, both in yards and receptions. That bodes well. Most importantly, when I went back to the Giants box scores, I'm looking for Dallas Goddard comparable tight ends. What did they do? Here's all four guys that are at Dallas Goddard's level against the Giants. Mark Andrews, 106 yards, touchdown. Evan Ingram, 67 yards. Dalton Schultz, two touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson, 13 catches, 109 yards, two touchdowns in the first matchup, and 10 catches, 129 yards in the second matchup. Those are all of the Goddard-level talents, and um, Ingram's probably not there, but he's still at a good game, uh, against the Giants. And, so, And you would envision the Giants are almost going to have the same high-level game plan that they had against the Vikings, where we're taking out Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. someone else is going to beat us, and yep. they could easily do the same thing with A.J. A. Brown and, yep. and Devontae. They have two right. great receivers, unlike the, uh, the Vikings. So my DFS play in this game is Dallas Goddard. You said everybody's going to go to Travis Kelsey. you got to make this Travis Kelsey yes-no binary decision. Yep. It's only 4500 bucks for Dallas Goddard. I feel like this is like a historic low for him. I get one of the five best tight ends in the league and one of the two, three best tight ends left in the playoffs at 4500 bucks. reunited with his game-breaking quarterback. Yeah, and he comes in a little higher. He's a little higher price than Evan Engram, who people are going to love, too. So, because yeah, of think, recency. Yeah, recency bias. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like the Goddard play. It should be relatively low, low rostered. All right, my next angle is... Daniel Jones under 224 yards. Now it was 224 yesterday when I prepped for the show. I my understanding is it's it's sliding down, so you want to watch this closely. So the line is 224. Brian, Philadelphia played 17 games. How many games out of those 17 did they give up more than 224 yards? And this is just strictly passing, passing right, yards right. on that. Uh, I, mean, I will say four, two. Wow. Daniel Jones by himself. How many times did he top 224 yards? Two. Four. Four. So that makes him a combined. We push those two stats together for getting over the 224. That's six overs and 29 unders. We're going under the 224 line. Uh, The Vikings inept pass defense has made the Giants offense look way too good over the past month. This is not the real Giants offense at all. They are going to, you know, they're going to face a very good Philly team that by the way, smoked Daniel Jones in the first game. He threw for 169 yards. I mean, he wasn't even, not even in the ballpark of this line in the one game that Daniel Jones played against Philadelphia earlier this year. Philadelphia, Philadelphia obviously is an elite pass defense. Yeah. Usually, the second divisional meeting in the regular season, you usually see a dip in production offensively from both teams. And now this is the third time these guys are going to play. It's going to be bad year. for the Giants. I see this as a one-sided game. Uh, I do have one giant angle that you can think about here. Richie James, one of your guys. Richie James. He is your slot receiver 
or the Giants. His anytime touchdown is plus 350. The Eagles have got elite outside cornerbacks. James Bradbury, revenge game, mm-hmm. James Bradbury, and Darius Slay. Nobody wants the Slay ride. But those are your outside corners. Why did Detroit give up on Slay so easily, too? By I way? know. What a, what a blunder. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And it's not like they've replaced him with anybody no. good. Anyway, um, in the slot, they, with the Eagles normally have Avante Maddox, who's pretty good. But he's out. The backup is Josiah Scott. He's only started four NFL games in his life, and he's given up four touchdowns, and he ranks his pro football focus as cornerback 70. I love this matchup for Richie James. Philadelphia allowed 16 wide receiver touchdowns. Of those 16, you know how many went to the slot? Nine. Nine, nine, nine of 16. Hey. Nine times. Nine, nine times. times out of 16. The touchdowns they gave up were to slot receivers. Richie James plus uh, one. Uh, 350, anytime touchdown. Let's go to Cincinnati taking on Buffalo. This is the marquee game of the weekend. Can I throw in a quick yeah. Eagles uh, off the top of my head? You got to just go with the Boston Scott anytime touchdown. I'm not doing it. I'm <laughs> not doing it, but I know he scored a 10 of his 16 career touchdowns or 17 I think it's career more. touchdowns. I think it's more than that. It's more than half, but yeah. I yeah, remember I, doing, before the first meeting on on this mm-hmm. show, he like nine of seventy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He is, but it's like too good to be true. It For is too good. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I can't either. It's worth mentioning. It doesn't though. make any sense. But you're right about that. Uh, I believe I'm pretty. I looked it up for Mitch Moss. I believe the number is ten out of seventeen career touchdowns. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati Buffalo. As I mentioned, the marquee game of the weekend. Yeah, and of course a rematch of the game that. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't get to be yep, finished in, in week 17. Uh, starting on the Cincy side, Joe Burrow, his over-under for passing yards is at 277 and a half, which is pretty high considering the Bills uh, have only allowed 220 passing yards per game this year, but the list of quarterbacks they faced is pretty gross. Mm. The only comparable quarterbacks they faced to Burrow were Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins, who both went over 300 yards. So I'm going with the over on this 277.5 passing yards for Burrow, who only had 209 against Baltimore last week. But the game script should be a whole lot different against the Bills, who have a much high-powered offense than the, the Ravens do. Um, the Ravens' defense is pretty good, too. The Ravens' probably, defense is Probably good. right now, overall, better than Buffalo. And last week, Skylar Thompson, 220 passing yards. Probably would have hit this over, if not for some brutal drops. Like yeah, They were terrible yeah, drops. Mainly by Jalen Waddell. Yeah. One was for like 40, 50 yards. He would have probably yeah, touched over on that That was alone. a touchdown. Um, so I, I like Burrow here. Um, he got off to the hot start against Buffalo in that week 17 game. He had 52 yards and a touchdown and yeah. basically like six plays before yeah. the game had to be stopped for, we, we know why. Um, and I like Burrow a lot in DFS too. I think he's going to come in as probably the lowest owned quarterback because people are going to gravitate to the super high ceilings of yeah. Josh Allen, yep. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. They're going to go cheap with Brock Purdy. Danny Dimes, Trevor Lawrence, Burrow is right in the middle. He's got like the scary, like red number next to his name, like the fifth yeah, hardest right. matchup. Right, right. But if the Bengals are going to have any chance in this game, it's Burrow throwing 45, oh, for sure. 50 times per game. I know Completely there's agree. offensive line issues, but there were last well, year. And okay, they made but, but this don't trivialize these offensive not, line issues. I mean, they're, they're, it was it, just as bad last year. They made it to the Super Bowl. No, they listen, they, this, this are, these are massive losses that they've, that they've taken on. Two key starters that they don't have an obvious replacement for, and they lost Lyle Collins, whatever, you know, I don't know, six weeks ago. I mean, this is this line is not in good shape. Yeah. And that does worry me. 
It does. It worries me as well. And I, I think Buffalo wins, but I'm still, I'm still liking the, I still think he's going to be airing it out copiously throughout this game. So uh, I'm still sticking with the over. And if I, if you like Burroughs passing yards over, you got at least like one of his receivers, right? And I'm going with the lesser obvious Tyler Boyd here. We're going you back love to Tyler the Boyd. Who had in that week 17, got off hot, started off hot, 14-yard mm-hmm. touchdown on the first drive. But this isn't a touchdown prop. I'm just going on the over on 38 and a half receiving yards. Again, it was the 14 yard touchdown catch uh, on the one of two. It was really like 1.2 drives Mm -hmm. the Bengals had. um, But Boyd will run most of his routes against Teron Johnson of Buffalo, who owns a 72% catch rate and a 108 passer rating in his coverage. Buffalo is going to sell out to stop Jamar Chase first and foremost, T Higgins second. I think. We see boy and they, they just shut down tight ends too. I don't think Buffalo is allowed like a tight end touchdown. Yeah, they're really good since against tight last ends. season yeah. at the earliest. So yeah. I, I think Boyd will get the hit this thirty eight and a half yard over. So I like that uh, for him. Uh, speaking of tight ends, we're not talking about Hayden Hurst, but we'll talk about Dawson Knox. I like the over on his three receptions. The Bengals have allowed more than five catches per game to opposing tight ends in the regular season. Last week against Baltimore in the wild card round, Mark Andrews and Josh Oliver combined for seven catches. Knox has had at least three catches in four of his last five games. So I like this over three. And just for the record, uh, he scored in each of those five games too. five straight <laughs> games with the touchdown for Dang. Dawson Knox. So that says a lot. An- another guy that you can definitely look at uh, when, it, when it comes to daily fantasy. I like him. If you're going to pivot away from Kelsey or Engram and, uh, or not go with Goddard, but I like, Maybe you could go double tight end with Knox and Goddard and really uh, to that differentiate yourself. Yeah. And lastly, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a kicker prop here. I wish we had uh, wow Cecily wow our, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our elite kicker writer for Guillotine Leagues. <laughs> I don't. She's I fantastic. She's great. So uh, I tried to channel my my inner Cecily here. Uh, Cecily, excuse me, but uh, I'm not gonna do as good a job as her. But uh, she, I've learned a lot from reading her rankings every week. Uh, I'm going over. For Tyler Bass's one and a half field goals made, uh, quite simply, the Bengals are yielding 2.4 field goal attempts per game, second most in the league. Buffalo is averaging two field goal attempts per game. Bass kicked the field goal on Buffalo's lone possession in the Week 17 game uh, at the Bengals, who also own a 50% red zone scoring percentage in terms of touchdowns, mm-hmm. which is the fifth lowest clip in the league. So that, that bodes well for kickers and, and bad uh, for the offense wanting to score touchdowns. So Tyler Bass. Over one and a half field goals. I bet you somebody out there is making a career betting kickers when nobody's betting. Nobody bets kickers. And somebody has broken the code on it and is finding all because you know, there's so little scrutiny on the, on the kicker numbers. Mm-hmm. Somebody is figuring out all the great kicker plays and is making a living on kickers. Hopefully those people weren't betting uh, the over on Brett Maher's extra points oh. made last week. <laughs> was it five? He missed four. four. He missed he, his he first missed, four. He, missed, he made the fifth. Four. Or did he make a field goal? He made a kick. I can't I remember. I think it was a field goal, and then I think he hit an extra point after that, if I remember correctly. They scored a lot of points in that yeah, game. I saw they brought in another. Well, we're going to talk yeah, about Why bring like, in another kicker? That's going to mess. I mean, he was money this year. He I know. Was, he was great. Wow, I mean, don't you yeah. just go, he had a bad game. I don't understand why we hold kickers to different standards here. And in Minnesota, we let Daniel Carlson walk after drafting him. And now he's gone on to be the most, the highest, the most accurate kicker, the best kicker in the league since the Vikings let him go because he had a, he had a bad game. I don't understand why we do that. Quarterbacks have bad games. Running backs have bad games. Tackles have bad games. Wide receivers have bad games. We don't just cut them. We do it with kickers. If, if you're listening out there and you got a kid with a strong leg, 
Push him in the path of punting rather than punting. place kicking. Yeah, no kidding. That's, That's you, the way to go. Like the same money pretty much and much less pressure. It is much less pressure. You can't like, name like a punter that blew the soup. Like everyone remembers Scott Norwood. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they're not going to make uh, Ace Gary Ventura. Anderson. Yes. There's no Ray Finkel in Hollywood for punters. <laughs> the uh, I was talking to former Viking punter Chris Cluey once. Oh, yeah. And the... The, the maybe the best reason to be a punter. I mean, you know, besides, you know, you're making great money compared to what you do. No meetings. These guys have, you know, they have like one third, they have no playbook, right? They have, they do so much less work. The, when your days, his day was like half a day every day. Yeah. You know, he was painting miniatures for half of his day and playing guitar hero. Which, that was half of his day at Winter Park. It's a good life. It's either kick it as punt it as far as you can, or try to get it within the twenty. Twenty. That's it. Right. I mean, that's that's it doesn't matter who the opponent is or anything else. It just you know there was you know. Or, or if Devin Hester is back there, just make sure he doesn't catch the ball. Well, that was that was a bit of a problem. Yeah. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Dallas taking on San Francisco will be the final game. That's the Sunday night game. The Niners are going to destroy the Cowboys. For the Cowboys, the delta between the eight and nine Buccaneers and the 49ers is gigantic. It's the Grand Canyon in the delta between talent here. The Cowboys are going to be stunned and staggered by what's coming at them compared to what they just faced. Let's talk about the Niners passing game because I think on my my betting angles, if I could bet, it's Minnesota, would, are all on the Niners passing game. So Dallas is on their fourth and fifth string cornerbacks. They're using street free agent Xavier Rhodes, who played 21 snaps on Monday after one week with the team. He was a street free agent. Uh, Buffalo had cut him like a month earlier or something. After that, uh, they've also got Duran Bland, who last week gave up 98 yards and a score, and Israel Mukuama are your cornerbacks outside of Trayvon Diggs. 
And Trayvon Diggs is good. He's not an elite coverage cornerback. No. He's merely an okay coverage cornerback who picks off a lot of passes. Also, Dallas's pass rush, which everybody's all nervous about Dallas's pass rush, they've tapered off a ton after a fantastic start, like through Halloween. They were an amazing pass rush. They tapered since. Over the last six games, they're averaging one and a half sacks per game. That is just NFL average. That is totally normal pass rushing. And the Niners' offensive line, fully healthy. San Francisco's got pro football focuses, fourth-ranked pass blocking unit. The, I'm, everything, All my angles here are going to be Niners' passing game. I think they're going to crush here. So let's start with this one. Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdowns. I think Purdy, Purdy's been over one and a half touchdowns every game. So why not this game? You'll, you'll, you'll get paid minus 112, so you'll almost make even money on that deal. He could quite possibly have two touchdowns on two air yards to McCaffrey and Debo yes, Samuel. It's just like, yes, here you go. Oh, speaking of air, <laughs> get this. Mitch Moss told me this, uh, this stat. On plays with Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel on the field. Oh, and Christian McCaffrey on the field. So your core elite skill players on plays in which they are all on the field at the same time, the 49ers are averaging 15 yards per play. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> and, it, and probably on like five air yards too. It could most. be because Purdy is, he's like a five and a half, six and a half air yard guy. Yeah, he's just got to get in those guys' hands and they do Correct. the rest. Speaking of which, Brock Purdy over 235 passing yards. Um, Debo Samuel only has to get over 54 and a half yards. That could be one catch. Uh, Brandon Ayuk only has to get over 53 and a half yards. And you can get, I like the value of his anytime touchdown for Brandon Ayuk plus 230. That's a good value on anytime touchdown for him. And my DFS angle here, Ayuk's coming in around 5,000. He's 5,000 at, uh, on uh, DraftKings. Uh, I like him. Jawan Jennings, he's got a great matchup in the slot. Dallas has been using their safety. Uh, drunk, not Jaron Curse. What's Curse's first name? Starts with J. Javon. Javon Curse. Um, they've been using him in the slot. That dude is wooden. He is so stiff. That is a massive plus for Juwan Jennings. He's thirty four hundred bucks, but he's he's a little dinged up. So if you're comfortable with his health situation, Juwan Jennings has got a really nice matchup in the slot. J. Ron Curse. I think J. Ron Curse was the, the freak. The the oh, you're right. Yeah, for the yes. Titans. <laughs> Man, what, why did his why was his career shorter? Uh, I think he was a injury. Why was it shorter than it should have been? Because you're right. That dude was. He was awesome. This has been what this has been like 2004, 2005, something yeah, like at that. Least then. What happened? How did it all end fast for him? Let's see. He was the uh, edge rusher, right? Linebacker, yeah, edge for rusher Titans. for the Titans. Yeah, drafted in 99. So, yeah, that was a while ago. Let's see. It was just injury. I forget what it was. He played from the Titans in 2000, 2003, then Eagles 04 to 07, and back with the Titans. Hmm. Uh, I think I, I can't, it was a he just he got he just just kept getting injured for whatever reason yeah. cut his career short but yeah he was the most feared pass although he was rusher. in the it sounds like he was in the league for the better part of ten years he so was but he, he was he was never quite like he was in those early yeah early uh, Titans days dominating player at one point that's for sure uh, so what I what I was getting at in the opening of the show when I set up like so between the, the in the NFC the Giants and the Cowboys. 
who's who do you think has a better chance to upset? I know you don't think either is going to win, but I think the Giants I, have a better chance than the, the Cowboys do. Um, I would say Giants as well because of the divisional familiarity. Um, you know, they, you know, yeah. I would, so I would use that. I, I would agree. I think the I mean, Giants like have a, a better chance, but I think they both get blown out. And I think that, I think the Jaguars have a better chance of upset than the Bengals do. Wow. Really? Do. I, wow. You're Jaguar crazy. <laughs> and you know, to your They've credit, nothing to lose. To your credit, They're you were with, talking up the Jaguars last May and they yeah. ended up winning their division. So you've, you've earned the right to peacock a little bit about your Jaguars. I, uh, I left the Bengals. I, I did what I needed to do there, brought them to prominence. And I was like, I got to follow Dan Arnold to, to <laughs> Jacksonville. This team needs my help. And here we are. So, so what happens if Dan Arnold, all. where's Dan Arnold going to be next year? He's never on the know. same team more than, more than a year at a you time. Know, we'll see. I think they, they have to re-sign Evan Ingram at they this do. point. They have to. But I will contest if they did not sign Evan Ingram, <laughs> Dan Arnold would have had a pretty damn good year because he would have been the pass catching tight end. For the Jaguars, so, oh, well, maybe next year. We'll see. They, yeah, I think he's still under contract. You, Dan have, you have not memorized Dan Arnold's contract? Well, I remember the Panthers signed him to a three-year deal mm-hmm. for last year, then they traded him. So this was the second year of that deal. So he's still under contract. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. 30-minute uh, 30, 30 mark, not bad. We'll have fewer games to break down next week. There's only seven NFL games left. Seven. That's it. So you're you're going all favorites this week? I'm going all favorites. All favorites. It's all I know it's chalky, but you know, longtime listeners know I have no problem going against the grain. I just don't see it this week. I feel like either the Giants or the Jaguars are going to pull it up. They're just hot right now. And I know that you, I don't want to take anything away from what the Giants did, but like you said, the Vikings that defense will, that defense <laughs> has made joke. so many bad quarterbacks yeah. look so amazing. I like, I, like, I like the Jaguars' chances a little more. It's going to take a hell of an effort to win that game. But they, they're they're playing with house money right now. They got nothing to lose. There is all, something all, about that. Play all lose, the pressure all, yeah, is on Kansas on the, City right yeah. now. So we'll see what happens. There's something to that. That's why they play the game. Thanks for listening, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 